powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Hello, I am Dr. Tara Y. Wren, host of Chalkboard Chat, where we talk about all things education in Mississippi. Welcome to this episode, which is a part of our series where I talk to state and community leaders about student groups they host. These groups help students become more knowledgeable about their communities and others. They help students develop crucial leadership skills, spark entrepreneurship mindsets. They learn how to engage with a diverse group of people, and they learn so many other valuable skills. And I am very excited about this series. And today I am talking to Shandiria Minor, who is the Public Information Officer for the Mississippi Department of Education, MDE. In her current role, Shan gets to hear directly from students about their various perspectives on many, many different topics. Today, I talk with her about MDE's Student Advisory Council. Welcome, Shan, to Chalkboard Chats. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I think it's such a unique position to be in, to be able to connect with Mississippi's or our world's next generation of leaders. So tell me how you landed into this wonderful opportunity. Well, I landed into it as just part of my role here at MDE in the Communication and Government Relations Office. So my primary job is to write news releases and help with media relations and all things with social media and all that great public relations and communication work. But the Student Advisory Council is one of a few different advisory councils that the state superintendent has. And so, well, we needed someone to lead it, be the liaison for it. And so I was gifted with that opportunity. And it's a great opportunity. So I started doing that last year, maybe was the first time that I was the liaison or the coordinator for the Student Advisory Council. So are you enjoying this journey? I really am. I love working with the students. You know, I'm a mom and it's just something about when you are talking to 17 year olds, 18 year olds, and the council also has first year college students, you just see their future. And Mm -hmm. you know that they have great potential and so many of them are just, they are just really on top of things. You know, they are very bright, very smart, very engaged. And I love working with them and getting to know them and helping them understand more about the public education system in Mississippi. Well, that's awesome. That's an awesome opportunity. I want to back up a little bit and just have you tell me just a little bit about yourself. Where's Shan come from? How'd you get to where you are? Well, I am a native of Kosciuszko, Mississippi. And after graduating high school, I'm not going to say what year it was. Oh, come on. I'm not going to do that, but (laughs) it was early 90s. I'll just say that. I went to University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg, and I got my degree in journalism, my bachelor's degree. So I worked in the newspaper industry for many, many years at the Hattiesburg American, at the Clearing Ledger, and then that industry changed. And so I actually went back to school to Mississippi College, got a master's degree in communication. And even though I still worked in journalism, I eventually transitioned into PR and communication. So 
had the privilege, of course, of working at Mississippi Public Broadcasting for a while. And then I started at MDE in November of 2021. I'm a mom and I have a daughter who's still in the public school system. My oldest girls, one is still in college and one is a graduate of Mississippi State. Give me a short overview of the Student Advisory Council. What's it all about? So what it's all about is an opportunity for high school juniors, seniors, and first-year college students to give their perspective on public school in Mississippi. And they give that directly to the state superintendent of education. And not only are they giving their perspective to MDE, then MDE will in turn through the state superintendent and through other directors here, get their feedback on what's going on in their schools and what we want them to know about that directly affect them. So that's really the gist of it. You know, you have principals, you have superintendents, you have teachers, you have all types of staff folks working in schools throughout the state, but you also want to hear from the students. Right. So this gives them that opportunity to share what it's like in the classroom, what issues they're facing, what their concerns are, and they get to find out from the horse's mouth, so to speak, mm -hmm. what is being done about that, what can be done about that. It gives them the opportunity to network with other students and mm -hmm. find out what's happening, you know, at a school over here that maybe they had an issue. But maybe now they have a program implemented that could help another school campaign. So it gives them all those ideas that they could bring back to their local schools and districts. That's awesome. I'm sure those students really appreciate that opportunity. Do you have a select number each year? Can they serve multiple years? So we don't have a select number each year. You know, that could change, but as of right now, we don't have a select number. But once a student is on the council, let's say if they're a junior, they can serve for the next two years. Mm -hmm. They could serve their 12th grade year. They can serve their first year in college. So it just depends on when they join the council. And they don't have to serve again, but they do have that opportunity. Do you find that many of them serve again? Do they come back? Yes, yes, they do come back because they enjoy it and they want to just continue to have that interaction, I think, on the state level. So, yes, they do come back. So what type of programs or activities or projects are they engaged in over the year? So last year, we had three meetings. I think our first meeting was in October. It was virtual. And that meeting was just to assess their issues or concerns that they had in school. It was a lot that they named, mainly mental health, ACT prep, class rank, school safety, and they had some other issues, but those were like the top four. And then we met in person in January of this year, 2023, at the state capitol, obviously during the legislative session. And at that meeting, we had them break up into groups. We had them write out the issues, the concerns, and we wanted them to develop realistic solutions for the issues that they brought up. So we had that meeting. And then our last meeting was virtual 
and they all had presentations, PowerPoint presentations that they shared with the entire group, identifying the issues, identifying the solutions that they had. And we shared their presentations with the State Board of Education. And also when we met in January, we had program office directors and leaders who were on hand attending that meeting so that they could get direct answers to their questions because we didn't want them to come up with their presentations. If there was already an answer to their problem, we wanted those folks at MDE to already be able to say, hey, well, we've addressed this this way or that way. So we wanted them to know, okay, there is a solution in place for your concerns you may have here. So that's what they did. And we had a great time. Yeah, sounds quite engaging. Now, has any student addressed any issue in your group that has actually changed something or brought a problem or a challenge to the top where it has been addressed? Policy or new rules or anything like that? Throughout the year, a student, they wanted more help with, say, ACT prep. And then they found out what was happening at other schools or Mm -hmm. other districts. And as a result of that, they were given advice on how to implement a program at their school. So things like that. Right. I feel like the students walk away empowered because they see how their problems can be solved Mm -hmm. and they see how they can play a role in Mm -hmm. helping their fellow students on that local level. They know that it's happening elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So that helps them at their respective schools get some things done there. Right. You mentioned that you believe they walk away empowered. What Mm -hmm. other type of benefits do you feel like they realize? Just being able to have these discussions, I think they feel like it's more tangible that they are able to be a part of what's happening. Mm -hmm. They're not just walking into school and sitting down and just taking tests and hearing what they're supposed to be doing. They have a voice Mm -hmm. in what is happening. As I was mentioning early on, yes, you have administrators, you have staff, you have teachers, But it's important to talk to the students and see how they feel. I know last year, class rank was a big issue. Students are trying so hard to get all those points in so that they can have the highest average. We even heard from some students who would say they know of people who would take classes they didn't necessarily want to take. But they would because they knew that that could, you know, give them more points for their GPA. And it's really a, a huge stressor for them. This yeah. A local level situation. So we had program directors who could just help them think through that and give them advice on things like that. This is a little off topic, but that seems that it does cause a lot of stress. So is that a big thing that's happening across the districts? Well, See, once again, it's really an issue that some students voice. I don't think that is something that from like program directors had looked right. at. It was an eye opener. It was uh-huh. truly an eye opener to right. hear from the students to say more or less, we are stressed out trying to get that, you know, trying, trying to be to at beat. the top of the class. Yeah. Trying to beat each other out. I mean, we had some students who said, can we just do away with it? You yeah. Know, that, to that point. But it does make you think, okay, well, how do you help them with that? How do they get relief from that? You know, so that was a very interesting topic. 
I can see that. They're putting a lot of pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just never would have thought about that. <laughs> right. And that's why you have to hear from students. Absolutely. You, know, you have to hear from them. You don't always know. If you don't ask, you don't know what they're going through. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It would be interesting to see how administrators or districts deal with that because I feel like that attributes to or contributes to some of the mental anguish and health issues that some students might have. Absolutely. It's really tied to it. And that that did come out because, like I said, mental health was one of the topics that they raised. And I would say, based on the feedback we received from them, that class had something to do with that. It was just very stressful. Wow. For students who are really trying to work their way up and see if they're, you know, are they going to be number two in their class, number three, number one, number five? That's what they're thinking about. Yeah, right. I wasn't thinking about that when I was in high school. (laughs) I wasn't either. But you know what? The upside of that is it creates positive energy to be successful, but maybe Mm -hmm. it just taking it a little too far, too serious, and they Mm -hmm. need to find a balance in that. Right. I certainly wasn't thinking about it. I think our administrators were thinking about it, but I wasn't because I guess Mm -hmm. that's a part of what they have to do. They have to calculate that. They have to determine that for graduation. Right. I'm just trying to get an A in math. (laughs) That was me. I was like, I want a good grade, but I was not stressing about being. Well, what criteria is there to become an advisory council member? Once again, it's for juniors, high school juniors, seniors, and first-year college students. You just have to agree to attend the meetings, and students are so busy these days, we know they won't be able to attend all of the meetings. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't get kicked off if you don't attend a meeting, but we want you to know what you are expected to do. Of course, we have an application that comes out every year. Actually, the application for the 23-24 year will probably come out next week, first week in August. Okay. And the deadline would be September the 8th. So you fill out the application. We do require signatures from parents, signatures from the principal, because students would have to attend meetings, and we would want the local principals to sign off on that on the front end. They have to also write a cover letter. And that's important that, you know, fill out the application in in its entirety. There are questions on the application, asking them things like, why would they want to be on the council, ideas that they have. And I also wanted to point out that MDE also has a student representative program. Mm -hmm. So each year, a rising junior high school student, they can apply to be on the State Board of Education as a non-voting student representative. And so that application usually is released around December each year. Okay. And even if you do not become the person chosen for that position, if you are a finalist, you automatically become a member of the Student Advisory Council. Okay. There's really like two routes, if you will, to be on the council. Right. And that's just one person. That's just one person. So that's very competitive to that be is. chosen to be a student representative to the board. So the State Board of Education has a junior and a senior student representative on that. Okay. The finalists can be on the Student Advisory Council. And the student reps who are on the board are also on the Student Advisory Council. That's awesome. A couple of different ways to be engaged right. with our education right. system from mm-hmm. a student perspective. 
Well, where can the students find this application? We will release it next week and we'll put out a news release and you'll just be able to find it on ndek12.org on our website. We'll share it on social media as well. We also send it out to the school districts through our weekly newsletters. So what are some of the successes or a success that you would say, hey, I really like this about the advisory council. This particular thing really works and is really impactful uh, that you will see that you would like to build on. I think just overall, just getting the feedback from the students next year, and it's not all set in stone yet, but we may want to get more information from the students about CTE or career and technical education thinking about workforce development throughout the year and talk to the students about their programs, maybe the pros and cons of the programs they have there. But overall, the students give us valuable information and we get valuable information Mm -hmm. from them. That's really the best takeaway here. Mm -hmm. And they're just able to just be involved and know that Mm -hmm. their voice matters. It's valuable to the students to know that their voices are heard. Mm -hmm. So that, that is awesome. And I'm hearing that districts, administrators are receptive to the students. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. That's just part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of it. And they have great relationships. You know, we all love our teachers and those students love their teachers. And if they're going to get anything done, they're going to have to work with their local administrators and teachers and such. Right. But yeah, I think they have great relationships. So good partnerships there. Mm-hmm. So I'll end with this question because working with young folks, you know, as you stated earlier, it's just a privilege to be able to do that and to have a hand in, in their growth and seeing them develop and go on and do great things. Has there been one particular student, you don't have to call a name or anything that has inspired you, you know, just really want to just keep doing this? I know you're new to it, but mm-hmm. what has been your is- inspiration to keep going? There have been a few students who have been so excited and grateful to be a part of the council. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know that because they reach out to me on a regular basis. I had someone reach out to me maybe just a few weeks ago, and he wants to know, he said, is my name on the list to be on the council for next year? It was on the list because he ensured that he filled it out. So what I love about it is that It's not based on a grade point average. It's not based on the typical things that may indicate you're the top leader in your school. You may not be participating in any clubs at your school, but if you fill out that application and you write a compelling cover letter indicating your interest, you could be on the council. And it goes back to what I said, everyone has a voice. So, you know, you can tell those students who have the potential But, you know, maybe they're not the most popular kid at school. But with this council, they have a voice and it matters and we want to hear from you. And it's going to benefit them definitely, I think, later on in life with leadership skills, with knowledge of, once again, the the K through 12 or pre-K through 12 public school system in Mississippi. It's going to benefit them later on when they go to college or if they choose a career route, they will have more to work with. You know, it will build their confidence in whatever they decide to do. 
Well, great. Well, Shan, I have just appreciated this conversation to learn about the council and the representative program that you all um, lead there at Mississippi Department of Education. It's such an awesome responsibility to get engaged with our next generation of leaders. And so any of those potential leaders who are listening to this podcast, parents, community leaders, church leaders, whomever you are, and you know a student, tell them about this opportunity where they have a voice in Mississippi's education system, you know, to share their perspective. So thank you, Shan. Shandiria Minor. (laughs) You're very welcome. For having this conversation with me today. And class is now dismissed. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAS. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for Chalkboard Chat and subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode releases. See you next time.